Welcome to episode 13 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Ross. Let me introduce the team. A second-generation gloved artisan and the boy from the wrong side of the tracks come good. Welcome, David. Morning, Ross. Um, how are we today? Good, thanks. How are you? For you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast is now the number one explicit podcast in the world, according to iTunes, so fucking good on us. <laughs> <laughs> A man who had said Dave Warner modelled his game on, and our man with his ear to the ground on all things local cricket and club politics. Welcome, Michael. Hello, gents. Hello, Michael. Uh, Australia's number one Nathan Lyon fan and our groundskeeping guru. Hello, Alex. Hello, everyone. Hello, Alex. Today we come to you from the Twin Studios. I'm in the Alex Doolan Studios, and the rest of the crew are in the Scott Boland Studios. And this is another Big Lug production, brought to you by our sponsors, the Gold Medal Soft Drink Company, Dick Smith, Masters, Pizza Haven, Ollie's Trolley, Barnacle Bills, Bilo, Franklin Supermarkets, and Tucker Bag. That list of sponsors just keeps growing, doesn't it? They, they just want to jump on, mate. When you're the number one in the world, people want to be involved. <laughs> Pity there's no cricket-related sponsorship, but that's all right. Yeah, yeah. But some would say uh, Pizza Haven is cricket-related. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And Tucker Bear. <laughs> yes. Can't go wrong with Bilo. Yeah. No. Uh, over to Mick now for standout performances in local cricket. Alrighty, so we'll just start with uh, women's premier cricket around the ground. We'll have a quick chat about them. So, number one performance um, for the last week was Claire Kosky, who made 41 and took seven for 20, including a hat trick. And she plays for this club with all the cams, the Campbelltown Camden District Cricket Club. (laughs) Uh, Number two from the Melbourne Cricket Club was Amy Vine with 117. Uh, number three was Jess Cameron, made 89 for the Paran Cricket Club. And we've also got, uh, num- coming in number four, Ashley Gardner, made 72 for the Bankstown Sports Women's Cricket Club. And I think they play out at the Bankstown International Sports Stadium. <laughs> that's uh, that's that, that Blacktown coming back to haunt you again, Mick. Yeah, I said, I said it wrong again, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, did that Jess one's at Blacktown. Yeah. I, I did Cameron. say Jess Cameron. Yeah, Jess Cameron. She's, um, she quit for a little while. Leading into the um, yes, big bash. Yes, Ugh. that's correct. Yeah, so she's pulled so, a Michael Clark and come out. Yeah, done the oncoming back. It's too easy. Yeah, and um, she, that's why she's not at the World T20. She's an Australian player. Yeah. 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 Mm. All right. So from there, I'll just do a quick run around uh, men's Premier cricket around the nation. So number one and one of her podcast favourites, the fly, flying lasagna, yeah, Marcus Labahugmi, <laughs> made 170 for the Redlands Tigers Cricket Club in Queensland. Our number two is Nicholas Burtis made 138 red for Parramatta District Cricket Club. I thought you were going to say Nicholas Watkins. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's favourite North Melbourne back flanker turned into North Melbourne fat commentator. David King made 136 for the Ringwood Cricket Club. <laughs> Guess it's probably not the same David King. Nah. Uh, number four was it was uh, was one of the podcast favourite Big King Solomon made 130 made 122 and took three for 13, which I think is what we covered on the last podcast. Um, so from there, I've just got a few other little things, uh, interesting ones around the uh, traps. So I got an amazing comeback in Victorian Premier Cricket for the uh, Women's Premier Cricket yesterday. It was, it was last week, not yesterday. Um, I'm reading straight off the thing. Uh, so the Box Hill Cricket Club claimed 8 for 16 to tie their final round match against Dandenong Women's Cricket Club. 
So what it made it what made it more all the all more remarkable was both teams were tied on points going into the final round with Box Hill just ahead on percentage. <laughs> the winner of the unofficial Super Semi was to take the final place in this year's uh, Premier First Semi Final Series, and the tie was enough to ensure the reigning Premiers Box Hill held onto fourth position in a semi finals berth. So good so good luck to uh, Box Hill. They'll um they'll be without their skipper Meg Landing, who's currently at the World T twenty, but they do have a uh, favourite of the show. Favorite of the show. Cassie Brock bowling her leggy, so good luck to Cassie and the girls. Um I've also got another lad here, um Brett Stewart from the Burnley CYMS Cricket Club. Became the first player in the seventy eight year history of that club to take a ten for and he took ten for forty four. And he also be, also made him only the eleventh bowler in club in Australian club cricket this year to take a temper. So well done to Brett. That's a great effort there. Yeah. Uh, next, move on to uh, we're talking about what we don't talk about too often, but uh, second eleven Premier cricket in Melbourne. So uh, from uh, one of the show's favourite clubs, the Camberwell Magpies Cricket Club, young bloke by the name of Morgan Person Clark. That's right, a hyphen. We all love a hyphen. Yeah. Made two hundred and fifty four red. He hit 28 fours and nine sixes. So that's a great effort by him. Yeah, and the final chap I'll quickly touch on is um, a young name by the a young man by the name of Blake Gutchy. That's definitely pronounced wrong, but we'll Good go with that. Um, well, it's G U T S H C H E. Good C or something like that. So the 17 year old, so he's only 17. He plays for the Woodville Cricket Club in the South Australian first grade comp. He made 214 red, and he helped his side. So, in by making 214 red, he also helped Woodville chase down Port Adelaide's total of 398. Oh. Oh. Imagine for the other two guys, we're in a big yeah. chance here at the start yeah. of the day. Next to yeah. the seven-year-old kid comes out. So, in the uh, so in the process, young Blake become the youngest ever player to score a first-grade double ton in South Australia. Mm. Surpassing Darren Lehman 202 in 87-88 in the 87-88 season, so great job by him. Yeah. And that is local cricket. Yeah, good Thanks, Mick. Let's yeah, so have a look now at uh, Premier Cricket and the quarterfinals start today. Fitzroy Doncaster uh, playing Northcote out at uh, Sh- Scram's Reserve. Scram's. <laughs> Scram's. Oh, yes, famous name in cricket. Scram's Down at the Scrambled Egg Reserve. Mm. <laughs> it's the one. <laughs> A real, real surprise finals matchup. This next one, Melbourne yep. are playing Carlton. Whoa, oh, Carlton! <laughs> Melbourne of all teams. Anyway, Melbourne and Carlton will be the only finals they taste for a while, I'd imagine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they're hoping to become March champions, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> That's at the Albert Ground, and then uh, out at the Central Reserve in Glen Waverley, it's Monash Tigers versus Paran. And then at Jubilee Oval in Ringwood, it's Ringwood Rams versus the Campbellwell Magpies. Mm. Where's mm. Um, Kingston Town playing? Oh, yeah. well, yes, some unfortunate news there. Um, Kingston what? Town. Yes, uh, just, you know, not, not quite. There's 18 teams in the competition. Top eight play finals. Kingston Hawthorne Hawks, very close, 14th. Mm. Oh. <laughs> They've just missed on percentage. Yeah, percentage. Oh, and a percentage end and a few um, those annoying little things called points. Point zero one percent and fifteen points. Yeah. <laughs> but they weren't the worst, and they were above Casey South Melbourne, yeah, Melbourne Uni, 
uh, Frankston. Yeah, little school kids, aren't they? They're not going to really do anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Frankston Peninsula and Stone Motherless Last Greenvale Kangaroos, who won one first innings out of the 17 game season. Oh, no, that's a tough year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Six points. <laughs> We've all been there. Speaking of, uh, speaking of the uh, Frankston uh, Peninsula Heat, yes. you see uh, Wadey played the other day and he bowled. Oh, right. Oh, he loves he the bowl. He sent down a few of his 130 k. so someone else must have been keeping and he sent yeah. down a few, uh, few of his uh, up and downers. Mm. No, he does love a bowl. Military medium wobblers. Yeah. Not that level. I expect it to be quite sharp. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Always um, loves a bowl. A bit like uh, he loves a bowl almost as much as MS Dhoni. Mm. Oh, yeah, he likes to get himself on there. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens when you're skipper, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm coming on, clear, clear the decks, boys. Isn't I'm that right, Mick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no point being a captain if you don't bowl yourself. It's a waste, it's a waste of captaincy. <laughs> at least half the overs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, at least 200 overs for the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, in a brilliant piece of fixturing, the... Oh, yes, I like what Ross turns on. Yeah, oh, yeah fixturing. Oh, look, I could, I could, we could have a 30-minute podcast just dedicated to fixturing. The steam started to come out of his ears. <laughs> no, it's just this one's curious, not steam. Oh, yeah. okay. So the quarterfinals for Premier Cricket are on this weekend, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, if needs be. Then uh, next weekend, they have the semifinals, so the four winners meet. And the weekend after, they have the final. And that weekend after happens to be Easter. Mm. Yes. So if you're peculiar, yes, are they you... playing on Good Friday? Because you can't do anything. No, they're not, Friday. Alex. They're playing oh. Saturday, Sunday, well, thank Monday. Thank God. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd just all go to the rapture. I think. If yeah. They play cricket on Good Friday. If they played the district cricket final on Good Friday, what would happen to the Royal Children's Hospital appeal? Well, they get no money. Yes, because all yeah. imagine all the massive crowds going down to the junction <laughs> or the Albert Ground to watch yeah. the Premier Cricket final. It just oh, wouldn't yeah. work, would it? Yeah. yeah, the crowd would be at least double. There'd be two blokes and two dogs. <laughs> yeah. They might bring an extra spare team manager yeah. for each team, so there's an extra two guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Premier Cricket's missing a trick here. They Please should have me. their final Good Friday every yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Bring the masses in. That's just the, the most... No, they should do. Calendar. What mm. they should do is they should have a Good Friday... At Etihad Stadium, fighting yes. with the Channel 7 coverage of the Good Friday appeal. Oh, just going on in the back. Everyone's a winner. Yes. 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 Like because if... Friday appeal, get extra two people to it. Yeah. If you're, if you're in Melbourne on Good Friday, you're not allowed to do anything at all yes. unless it involves the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday yes. appeal. Yeah. Yeah. Or being right. hungover. You're allowed to do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jeez, I'm going to be hungover. <laughs> <laughs> I think I should move on before I yeah. talk more about fixturing yeah. and, and um, Royal Children's Hospital appeal. So now it's <laughs> over to Alex for Groundskeeper's Corner. Right. Continuing the Around the Grounds, guys. I think I covered off most of the important grounds in Australia and one in New yeah. Zealand, which Ad is probably... Ad nauseum. Ad nauseum. Okay. Um, now moving to... The great former colony of South Africa. Oh. Newlands Cricket Ground. The, possibly the most pretty and picturesque cricket ground in the world. And I do know that Ross has actually been in attendance at Newlands. That's correct. It's in Cape Town. Yep. Yes. Yep. So you're saying Newlands is prettier than Strapure? Yes. Okay. And King Lake Memorial Sporting <laughs> Complex Ground. Much more picturesque what than that. shit on. So it's... Uh, it's Formerly known as Sahara Park, which was a sponsorship. Currently known as PPC Newlands. 
What's if you want to say they're sponsorship or protective clothing. clothing. I don't know. Um, known as Newlands, uh, home of the Western Province Cricket Club and Newlands A. I don't know what that means, but that's cut Is this the one with the, mel- uh, the mountain in the background? Yes, it's about to get to that. Okay. It is sh- under the shadow of Table Mountain at Devil's Peak. Ooh. And that's why it's so picturesque. There's also and a factory can... right next to it. Oh, yeah. What sort of factory is that? Right? I don't know, so but it like belts out. Bands or yeah, it belts out yeah. lots of smoke. So the cameras all point. <laughs> In the other direction. Okay. Yeah, so when you really see it on TV, you never see the factory. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Great type. They always show the table mountains. That's stuff. it. Yeah. yeah. I think there's um, like pine trees at the other end. Uh, yeah. Like there's a quite a high stand at one end. Yeah. And then at the other end, not so high, and then table mountains in the backdrop. Yeah. So Ross doesn't high. remember anything about being. No, it, it was nice. It was like Adelaide Oval before it was redeveloped. There's big grassy banks around yeah, about. Yeah three quarters of the ground and castle lager tents and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Bill Tom, was, there, was there a bloke you'd been, sun, been sunburned so much he was bright pink and then put on sunscreen with about three hours to go? <laughs> <laughs> yes. This, it was, it, <laughs> he wasn't bright pink, Darts, and you're referring to where we went to Adelaide. It, it, it was crimson red. <laughs> it was crimson. The guy was almost blood coming out of his skin. <laughs> Tell us about New Orleans. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're getting distracted, guys. I'll bring it back in. Oh, jeez. Um, so capacity of 25 clicks, 1,000 clicks, or 25,000 people. Clicks is... Uh, Kilometres. Vernacular is yeah. a term of, term of capacity. You, know, oh, you guys that, don't understand. No. Oh, I do, because when the person comes in, there's the guy there, like at the nightclub with the little clicker. Exactly. He's got a clicker. Click, click. Yeah. There. That's it. <laughs> okay. So, Ross, as you've been there, you'd know what the end names were. What are the end names? Uh, table Mountain End. No. And the um, and factory end. City end. Yeah. No. <laughs> the John Pollock end. Brisbane River. Got... <laughs> no, you'll never get the Duck Pond guys. end. The Weinberg end, named no. after the only Jewish guy to ever set foot in South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> and the Kelvin Grove end. Oh. I was about to say that. Yeah, Grovesy. No. Yeah. Yeah. Sure it wasn't the Vulture Street end? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. The church end. So it's the mecca of cricket in Cape Town, guys. So um, whenever you pray, you have to pray toward the, the PPC <laughs> Newlands. Yeah. PPC Newlands. Yeah. It's home of the Cape Cobras, mm. who play in the Sunfoil Series, the Momentum One Day Cup, and the Ram Slam Pro 20. Geez, they have some terrible days yeah. of competition in yeah. South Africa. I think Ram Slam is second only to Georgie Pie's Super Smash. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think, are they trying to hide the fact that there's cricket going on or that it's T20? Yeah. Like, I know Big Bash doesn't give it away either, but they don't Ram even Slam. Say, yeah. They don't even say Ram Slam T20, it's a Ram yeah. Slam Pro 20. You know what they're hoping? Yeah. They're hoping that someone's going to read that and go, oh, that's sheep fighting, and go and watch it. And then be sucked <laughs> in and go, oh, it's cricket, I'll watch it anyway. Or if you're a Kiwi, you're Ram Slamming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lining up down the street. <laughs> they got their Velcro oh, gloves out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's why Brendan McCullum's so upset when he rocks up to play. He's like, oh, this isn't what I was after. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> so the Korean Grand was opened in 1888 and hosted the first its first test match in 1889 on 24th of March. Now, the first test match was between England and South Africa, and I had a look at it during the week. It was... Um, oh, my cricket. Oh, my cricket. <laughs> oh, cricket, folks. <laughs> was uh, they did bowling underarm lobs in that game? I'm not sure what they were bowling, because the stats are quite hilarious, actually. 
So England won by an innings of 202 runs, and they batted first, and they made 292 runs all out. <laughs> um, yeah. Good old Bobby Abel scored 120. He yeah. opened the batting. Ready, willing, and big Bobber job. Yep, and um, William Gobo Ashley for South Africa <laughs> took 7 for 95. South Africa then batted. 47 all out. Uh, Bernard Tankred made 26 high scorer. Well batted. Yep. Uh, good old John Johnny Briggs. 7 for 17. Yep, Briggy. Yep. So then guess what England did? They made South Africa follow on. Yep. Surprise, surprise. That's what happens when you win by innings. Yep. So what they didn't do is do what they did do under 15 cricket signings and then just make 700 runs. Yeah. Oh, no. Just ranting again. Touch by on. So they sent him back in. 43 all out. Mm. Fred, Fred Smith. I just he didn't have a nickname. Fred, Freddie. Fred, Freddie Smith. Fred Bassett 11, Smith, top scored. Think, was he <laughs> top scored with 11. John, Johnny Briggs. Eight for 11. Oh, he had a good game, Briggsy. He yeah. did. 15 for 28 over the entire game. <laughs> oh, yeah. And 14 bowl. Oh wow. oh, wow. And one LBW. Didn't need assistance getting any of his 15 wickets. <laughs> Maximum point. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he won the club championship. I think you won club championship that year. game alone. So what a crazy game. So you think, uh, oh, they lost by an innings, 2.92 runs. Oh, they got thrashed, but it's not that bad. But when you look at the actual scoring, you know, pretty crazy. It was a shocker. Yeah, so that was the first test match there. Bit more history about the oh, ground, good. guys. That's about every test match that was there. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to. And so, now the uh... second test match. <laughs> John Johnny uh, Briggs is back at it. <laughs> so a little bit of um, my own family's history is tied in with the Ulysses Cricket Ground. So yeah. um, uh, so during the war, the World Wars, there was no cricket played there. Understandable. So the MCC Why is that? two. I'll oh, move on because <laughs> of the war. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, so the MCC had a tour of South Africa in 1948-49, led by my great-great-great-granddad, no, that'd be great-granddad, George Mann, who was the son of my great-great-great-granddad, F.T. Mann, captain of the 1922-23 team. Wow. Yeah, that's my family. Well, who have you guys got? Did you test captains for England? No. My great-grandfather was a goalkeeper for Manchester United, but we'll move on. He didn't, wasn't a test captain. No, no, no. Oh, Second only to the point. One of my great relatives was like fucking militia leader in Italy. Alexander the Great, exactly. <laughs> Alexander the Great. <laughs> <laughs> one of my, one of my great granddads was fucking militia leader in <laughs> what you said. Do you go on to uh, ancestry.com to find out? <laughs> <laughs> no, that story's been passed down from generation to generation. <laughs> it's all verbal. The verbal history. Yeah. It's been shortened up over the years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. A bit more curt. <laughs> <laughs> and they put the explicit language warning in. <laughs> so, so that game where the MCC came after 10 years of uh, no cricket was the first time that Newlands, the gates had to be closed in Newlands. Because I had too many people coming to watch it. So um, a little bit onto the... Uh, there's not too much information on the groundskeepers at Newlands, fellas. So there's a little bit here. Frank Crease. Oh, the appropriate name for a cricket groundskeeper. <laughs> yeah, C R double E S E. I didn't even pick up on that, right? Who did he, who that was his um, work colleagues? Bernard Wicket and um, <laughs> Terry Roller and <laughs> Steve Turf. 
Yeah. <laughs> and Terry was a heavy set man. Oh. Uh, heavy roller. And John Lawnmower, he was a good player. Yeah. <laughs> I think he changed his name to John Deere, though. <laughs> This is great. This is just rolling on. I love it. So Frank Kreese was just about everything for the Newlands ground. He was the uh, secretary. He was the groundsman. He painted the lines. Yeah, he did everything. He uh, he also suffered a breakdown in health after 35 years. I don't know what that means. Yeah, he did everything for 35 years. It's like presidents of local cricket clubs have a breakdown in health after about five years of being president. <laughs> So he finished up at June 1958, said, I've had enough of being everything at the club. And then uh, his son, Roddy Crease, took over as <laughs> the resident grounds, groundsman and caterer. So, oh. in, so in, yeah. the, um, in the tradition of the Mitchell Mitchell family. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think it's a thing with groundskeeping. You just, your son has to do what you, you know, they probably hate grass. I like how even back in the 1950s, there were people doing slashies. So, you know, he was groundsman slash caterer. Yes, caterer, yes. yes. And an, an and, uh, unlikely he, combination, too. You think, oh, what would you get from a groundsman if he does the catering? You know, sandwiches yes. with grass clippings on them? Or... <laughs> so, he was often seen, this is Ronnie Crease, was often seen scurrying across Newlands on a light motorcycle. I don't know why that has to be in the um, full oh, written history of Newlands. He's on a posted by Cam Woodstock. Yeah. So, his wife keeping it in the family, Isla, supervised the staff and were both extremely well-liked, him mm. and her and uh, Roddy. They're embezzling. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Allegedly. That's why I bring him in. Allegedly. To hide your embezzling. Allegedly. You don't yeah. want to get sued by a guy who died 10 years ago. Um, so, around about this time when Roddy took over, Roddy Crease took over the thing, there was concern expressed about the pitch. Mm. So, Maurice Tate had described it as, like, bowling on a feather bed. Mm. Yeah, so apparently Newlands has been a dead turf wicket forever, just about. So it takes spin, but it's not a very... keeps low, bit slow. Um, and Aussie fast bowler Ernie McCormack had playfully laid a wreath on it because it was a dead pitch. Oh. <laughs> Comedy in 1932. Oh. Yeah, you don't get that sort of humour these days. No, no you no. don't. No, you just get... I guess oh, if you live through a world war, that's the sort of humour you do. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, and is, uh, Eddie Barlow had a, co- had a comment on it. Uh, he was a ref- Western Province cricketer. said, the slow pitch at Newlands makes the players get on the front foot all the time. It's safer, but it cuts down a player's scoring shots because there are wealth of runs to be made from cuts, pulls, and back foot drives. <laughs> Times sure have changed. Yes. Eddie mustn't like eating a cow corner. No, no, he was very technically correct. That's always in the V. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so we've been waxing a little bit whimsically about the uh, cricket ground, and I'll give you a quote, and I reckon Ross, you'll be able to tell me who said this. Okay. I reckon you all guys will. Uh, there is nothing quite like the moods that the mountain is able to project onto Newlands, from the flint of the sun on its rock faces to the cascade of clouds off its summit. The colour of the Cape Town sky is like no other blue, and the players appear as if in fairy tale beneath it. That sounds exactly like something Shane Warne would say. Mark Nicholas. Bang Nicholas. Oh, Mark Nicholas. Got flog written all over. I understand why he went with Warney. Yeah. Sounds very flog I was going to say Peter Roebuck. Oh, no, he's not. He's not that wanky. Okay. So, a little bit of the history about how the ground started, guys. Uh, the title deed for the land 
was granted to a brewer, Jacob Lettuce Dead. Yeah, in 1845, <laughs> yep, I'm trying to say, who then presented to his daughter, Lydia Carina, mm. and, as a wedding present, so some rich people, and um, upon her marriage to the Vicomte de Montmort. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's about enough of that line. <laughs> Anything okay, more interesting? I won't go over the age, but that's an interesting start to it. And then, well, um, maybe if you'd said that at the front, at the start of the segment. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, well, you guys all distracted me with funny stuff. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so, so the land was rented off um, Lydia uh, by the Western Province Brewing Club in 1887 for £50, 25-year lease being signed in 1888, and the rental increased to £100 a oh, year. Oh, which I think quite a lot back then. 50% jump. Yeah. 100% jump. Oh, Lydia, a smart business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Considering she got the grant for free off her rich dad, you know, so mm. she's like, I'm making hundred percent. That's off. how you make money. Yeah, get yeah. some for free. I'll just milk everything. Yeah. And there's also, uh, I think, next door to the ground, a rugby ground, which is yes, also the New Orleans rugby ground. ground. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah, quite close. Ross, mm. right, right next to the uh, picturesque factory you were speaking. Ah, oh, right. I see. Yes. So the bit like the SCG set up where it has yes. the rugby ground next door. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Well, that's a bit of a history, guys. Is there anything else you want to know? Just pop. Uh, that was bloody brilliant. Oh, heaps of more fun facts <laughs> to go through, guys. Is, no. it, is it New Orleans with a P? <laughs> no, New Orleans with an S on the end. Oh, that was really good, mate. I liked it. Oh, thanks. Mm. I didn't really. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were funny, Mick and Ross. Yeah, I thought we were good. Yeah, there is, um, if you guys want to read over the history of New Orleans, just Wikipedia it like I did. Yeah. <laughs> lots of hilarious South African names oh, yes. throughout, like Fritz Bing. He was a benefactor back in the day. <laughs> Fritz Bing gave her a thousand pounds to do Fritz some sort of scoreboard like meat in South Australia. Yeah, it's Bum Fritz. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of the best processed meats in the world. You know it, guys. They sponsor the club. Other uh, club, the podcast. <laughs> How are we going here, Ross? Have you got any more, just to to, to round this segment out, uh, Alex, do you have any more fun facts about Newlands? I do. Uh Uh-huh. Let me get to it in a second. Why he he finds it in his notes. The Australians first visited South Africa in 0203, 1902-03. It was heralded heralded by historic six matches, including three test matches at Newlands. Wow. Yeah, captained by Joe Darling with the famous Victor Trumper, Clint Hill and Sid Gregory. I think they uh, smashed South Africa in that series. Yep. And they had a record crowd to watch cricket with 10,000 people. Mm. Ross, this is your fault, mate, for asking for more fun facts. You know that, don't you? Oh, this is good. This is really good. I like learning about things 112 years ago. Mm. (laughs) Same here. That's why I do this segment. Yeah. I'd hate for your no. research to go to waste, so continue on. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we got like a two-minute block we need to fill to get to <laughs> This is all just filler now. I think he's read everything. Okay. Yeah, just about. Let's move right. on, fellas. I, I, if anyone I wants more information, just contact us on our uh, yeah, tweet podcast us. Yeah. pages. Yeah. Yeah. There is so much. There is some such things as too much of a good thing, isn't there? Yeah. Really? yeah. Well, you, so maybe fun facts maybe turn into not so fun facts yeah. after too many of them. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Some would say they were never fun to start with. <laughs> <laughs> you keep asking for it. So, uh, <laughs> you're neither here nor there, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> How are we going time, Ross? Uh, <laughs> thanks very much for that, Alex. Uh, uh, My pleasure. An interesting insight, as always. Mm. 
Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome, sorry. <laughs> All right, we move now to Shield Cricket. And round nine of um, the Shield wrapped up uh, just uh-huh. a few days ago. Queensland and Victoria met at the Gabba. Uh, Manus Labushagni, our man. Lasagna. The he flying lasagna. Yep. He he got dropped despite making a century and a half century in the last match as yeah. Joe Burns came back in. Matthew Wade didn't travel because of the birth of his first child. Yeah. So Sam Harper took the gloves and um, it was a bit of a green deck, assisted the seamers at the Gabba. Um, Queensland rolled for 190 and then the Vicks rolled yes, for 147. Hmm. Uh, so Queensland, thanks to a half century to Chris Hartley. So Sam Harper. Yep. Sam Harper. Yeah, does that make is that make him about the fifth wicket keeper of Victoria's years this year? Yeah, he that's his second game, but yeah, he's the fifth keeper. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Queensland were um struggling at five for seventy six, but Chris Hartley made a half century and set Victoria a total of two two seven, which they fell a hundred short of. Are they the worst top team in the history of cricket? (laughs) They're going pretty bad. It's put a real dint in their hopes of um, hosting the Shield final. In Darwin. Yeah, Alice Alice Springs. 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 Are they a chance not to even make it? Yep. Yeah, the four teams can make it now. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So Tasmania and New South Wales met at Bell Reeve Oval. Jackson Bird was back to his very best, taking uh, seven for 45 for Tassie. And Harry Conway made his debut for New South Wales. They dropped our man, Gorinda Sandu. Mm. Uh, Who'd have thunk it? Yeah. Too much swagger? Is yeah, a bit too much swag, they said. Yeah. Yeah. And they so, pronounced it swag. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag swag. Yeah. Yeah. Omitted swag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Omit hashtag swag. Yeah. <laughs> YOLO, you only yeah. <laughs> You only live once, so we're gonna yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> New South... hashtag... oh, no. Nick Maddinson made a pair for New South Wales off three balls. Oh good on him. You know what else he's got a pair of? Allegedly. But um Curtis Patterson got him back on track with a hundred. And uh, so New South Wales had a first innings lead. Second innings, Tassie got rolled for 177. Trent Copeland took seven for 58. Oh, so Military medium is Trent Copeland. That's the one. Did you um, say Kurt Patterson, the West Indian great? Curtis Patterson, yeah, yeah. Patrick Patterson's <laughs> brother. <Yep. laughs> so New South Wales um, needed 150 for victory, and they're in all sorts. They were three for 17, thanks to Jackson Bird. However, Daniel Hughes, one of the lesser-known players in New South Wales, he made a century off 89 balls. Oh, yeah. nice. He hit his last four balls for four to bring up his ton and the win. So oh, wow. He made 100 out of 150. It was a fairly good effort. Oh, mm. Fair effort. Yeah. yeah, so uh, Tassie, um, yeah, didn't get the points there. New South Wales. West Australia and South Australia met at the Wacker. Here's an interesting one. Sam Whiteman was omitted due to a finger injury, but then he played grade cricket on the Sunday. Oh. Hmm. So, interesting. Funny sure. because of this going yeah. on. General soreness. Mm. Yeah. Strikes again. Yeah. Um, Josh Nicholas made his debut as a right-arm pace bowler. Is that Mark Nicholas' son? <laughs> I hope not. 
<laughs> yeah, gosh, it'd be a funny full paragraph lyrical <laughs> about suck play cricket under the heady skies of when he first came out of my balls. Glorious It was a glorious day. His conception yeah. couldn't have gone better. <laughs> <laughs> Success, I thought. <laughs> As, yeah, anyway. Uh, Did he scream maximum when he... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Panache lovemaking. Maximum. maximum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> and then someone corrected him that it's not actually the maximum amount of runs you can score. It's actually, you can score a 7 if you yeah, want. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Moving. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah. yeah, okay. Well, it all came to the end of the last inning. South Australia needed 273 to win, and they're in a bit of trouble. Uh-huh. But then Travis Head came in and slapped 134 off 141 balls. Gee. Yeah, and finally got a, found a partner who would stick around. Joe Many, number eight, made 49 yeah. not out of 40 balls. Mm. Oh. And um, But even still, the Redbacks still needed 23 runs when Travis Head went out, and the injured Nick Benton, who had a dislocated shoulder, came out and hit the winning runs. Oh, yeah. good work. So they, the they won nine gone. down. It was a good effort. So yeah. that means the points table looks like this, and it's very tight at the top. Victoria first on 46.62. Queensland yeah. second on 45.66. New South Wales on 44.13. And then South Australia on 40.67. So any of those four could make the final. Yeah. And any so of those they come good South Australia, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, Shocking for a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we get for mocking them about hosting the final. You know, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's still unlikely that they will. Yeah. I think it's the Victoria New South Wales game is coming up at Alice Springs. That will probably determine who hosts the final. But Queensland are playing WA. If they win, yeah. they could host the final. So yeah. it's all up in the air. It's going to be at one of those three venues probably. And Western Australia on 36 points are just out of it. Yep. Tassie a bit further back, 25 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the three games coming up this uh, starting on Tuesday, Queensland WA at the Gabba, Victoria New South Wales in Alice Springs, and South Australian Tassie in Adelaide. Uh-huh. So that'll um, determine who hosts and where it's at. <clears throat> also, just in the last couple of weeks, we had the final round of the Futures League. Uh, my favourite league in Australia. That's right. With all yep. the old bricks coming yeah. by. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yep. Um, Xavier Doherty played for Tassie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's gone back to the not futures league. Yeah. Yeah. The, the no futures league. Yeah. The no futures league. And Ginsman Peter Forrest made runs for uh, Queensland. Is that the first time he's made runs in like eight years? Uh, basically, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he made hundred when he played for Australia. Oh, yeah. so how long ago was that? Five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. five years ago. That was in a one day. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Against India, another book. Yes, Adelaide Oval, I think. Yes. Mm. 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 Interesting. It was in quick time too. Oh right, okay. Yeah. And it was at night. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Even more impressive. Yeah. Mm. Oh, good. Yeah. 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 In <laughs> South Australia. That's yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> City of churches. Yep. Yeah. New South Wales won the 2015-16 Futures League. Oh. Mm. Winning. Yes. Well played. They won four of their six matches. Now, some inter- some names to look out for. The leading run scorers in the competition were Nick Larkins, an opener for New South Wales. From the six matches, he made 697 runs. Oh, yeah. did he play any 
State cricket? Yeah, I think he might have played one Shield match. Jeez, yeah. you've got to score some runs in Futures League to get a crack in the Shield, don't yeah. you? Yes, yep. And Victorian opener Jake Hancock played three matches, made yeah. three centuries, and made exactly 500 runs. Jeez, that's very How good. How about uh, my man Will Persisto? He did all right, didn't he? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, he's been playing more Shield than um, Futures League. But, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's been playing well. But here's an interesting one for you. The leading wicket taker was WA leg spinner Liam O'Connor. From six matches, he took 28 wickets and an average of 20. That's a a name to watch, I reckon. WA leg spinner Liam O'Connor. Well, if you take the wickets mainly playing out of WA, as a leggy, you're probably doing all right. Yep, I think so. Just don't let Warney anoint him. That'll ruin him. Yeah, 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 very good point. Uh, Warney's trying to anoint Carmel Etcher, I think. (laughs) <laughs> what I've on the news. <laughs> I also heard that he's taking his time and taking it easy. Her <laughs> management is going to contact his management. Yes, my people will contact your people about us taking it easy. <laughs> so, so they're going to ring Warney's brother. Is that it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So that's uh, the wrap of Shield cricket. Interesting, also that the Shield final is also going to be at Easter. Yeah, all yeah. cricket. It's going to be a cricket extravaganza at Easter. Yeah, yeah. And they're also not playing on Good Friday. Mm. <sighs> the Shield final starts on Easter Saturday. Yeah, but so you know what? Easter's always been a cricket time. Because yeah. that's why Jesus rose from the dead to play in the final. <laughs> Bold <laughs> leggies. They needed a special innings on the Sunday and he came yeah, out yeah, and yeah. hit a quick fire centre. McCosker yeah. style, rose from the yeah. dead. He came out here to six he, to win the game. That's why Monday's the spare day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, he didn't really want to play at the start of the year, but then he heard his team was playing finals, so that's when he came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting out of this cave. Yeah, I'm trying to with a flag. Yeah. Anyway, uh, biblical, I like it. Yeah. People are doing anything to play in a cricket premiership. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we head over now to Mick for Inside Clubland. Alrighty. It's always my favourite. Yeah. Okay, so... um. As we all know, so we're in March now, so autumn has hit, and with autumn is the commencement of finals across the vast expanses of clubland. Some members will be seeing something they don't normally encounter during their clubland journey, and that is spectators. <laughs> so to help out our park cricket brethren, I put together a guide to some of the spectators you will come across this final season. So number one is the diehard, and I put diehard in air quotes and find out why in a second. This is the bloke who rocks up at 11.30 in the morning of the final, decked out head to toe in full club attire, ready for a long and loud day of barracking. The diehard loves to tell anyone who listen that he's always had faith in the boys and loves them like they're his own kids. Which is odd, because this is the first game he's attended this year and doesn't know 80% of the players' names. <laughs> which puts him somewhere around the mark of Darth Vader in the Father of the Year rankings. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Despite his lack of knowledge about the bloke who is batting, he will still tell anyone who's willing to listen how the club's number four is a real tough nut who loves to graft out a long innings, when the reality is he's a dirty, rotten slogger who swings his bat like the end of it's on fire and he's trying to put it out. <laughs> Due to the fact that everyone is just happy a spectator has shown up, no one will call the diehard out on any of his lies and just leaves him be, even though he's full of more bullshit than the Swan Hill Stockyards after a cattle sale. Oh, that's a little bit of to home. Alrighty, so from there we move on to another one we'll encounter, and that's the parent. 
So the mother or father who hasn't watched a single game all season, preferring to drop their pride and joy off at the top of the car park and drive off. <laughs> but now their blessed offspring is playing finals, they are now more than happy to show their support. Unfortunately for the parent, after the first few overs of batting, they realise young Billy is less Dave Warner and a bit more Phil Tufnell when he has the willow in hand. And all these stories of monster sixes and quick five thirties may not have been entirely accurate. Despite this revelation, they will cheer every nick through slips and leg by and will happily yell, that's my boy, every time he scores a run, making Billy feel taller than Peter Fulton in the process. <laughs> this soon comes crashing down when Billy misses a full toss and stumps go flying in every direction. As they clap him off, the parents can be overheard telling their young fella, that's the best I've ever seen you bat, which is true, as this is the first time they've ever seen you bat. But in reality, that's like a virgin, su- a virgin saying, that's the best sex I've ever had. <laughs> Accurate, but a little hollow. <laughs> all right, so from there we move on to the misses. Oh, that was a vigorous page turn. Oh, all I was right, going to suggest this. Good. As the boys stand around pre-game talking about how they'll fare or how many runs they think they'll make, you hear one of the boys go, wow, have a look at her. And for the next minute or so, ten blokes make ooh and ah sounds until the club spearhead pipes up and says, that's my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that is a guarantee to happen once final sits is blokes, girls, girlfriends and wives start appearing out of the woodwork. Whilst most people would view this as a positive situation, it can be a little nerve-wracking or a slight distraction, as the pack of wolves you call teammates certainly misses. <laughs> the fact you're showing more cleavage than a bikini model turned DJ's Instagram page doesn't help the situation either. <laughs> Good experience with that, <laughs> Or the fact she yells out, that's okay, honey bunny, when you drop a catch. <laughs> the leads to a new nickname you will struggle to shape for the next decade. Also, the consensus amongst your teammates is that you're batting above your average. Does, does ease the pain a little until they label her the Don Bradman to your Chris Martin. <laughs> but the reality is after grassing three catches and making a 25-ball duck, you won't have to worry about your missus coming to watch you again. <laughs> yes. All right, so last one, we move on to the 12th man. Oh, the 12th man. All righty. So finally, another spectator you'll come across in finals is the 12th man. Whilst seeing Bob Quiney, Sean Marsh or Andy Bickle don the orange bib and run drinks as a regular character at international level, the 12th man is a rarity in park cricket. Usually a player from the second 11 who the first captain is trying to reward for the amount of work he's putting in training all this year. While some members of the club see this as an honour, unfortunately the 12th man sees this as an intrusion on his drinking time. <laughs> And spoiling his original plans to get absolutely leathered and abuse the opposition. <laughs> After 10 overs into the side's bowling innings, the 12th man's disinterest really begins to show. As he can be seen taking selfies and updating his Tinder profile. <laughs> One over before drinks are due, the 12th man is nowhere to be seen. After a quick inspection, he is found curled up on the couch, snoring so loudly, <laughs> it sounds like the sandwiches for lunch are being made with a chainsaw. True story. <laughs> The captain and other players will spend the rest of the day trying to get the 12th man to pay attention, but it's a lost cause. It's like trying to teach a turtle algebra. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Inside Club Land for this week. Oh, thank you, Mick. You should say trademark at the end of that um, <laughs> phrase too, mate. We've paid a lot of money to the patent office to trademark that. <laughs> new shirt, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, thanks, Mick. Uh, very interesting as always. We move now to women's cricket. And the 
Women's World T20 is yes. happening now, same, at the same time as men. They're currently playing warm-up matches. And during the week, it was announced that the ICC TV will produce and broadcast 13 of the 23 matches in the Women's World T20. Did they give a reason why that's the case? No, <clears throat> I didn't see any reason given as to why only 13 of the 23 yeah. matches would be broadcast, no. That's pretty shit house. Is there any yeah. truth to the rumours that the guy that's um, directing these matches is the same bloke who directed the BBL a few years ago and they still show half the game? <laughs> Uh, no, I haven't heard that. But <laughs> And then um, Fox Sports are picking up, of those 13 matches that are going to be broadcast, Fox Sports are picking up 10 of them. Yeah. That... Why 10? I like don't know. Three more matches. Yeah, I don't know. Why? And they don't have to do anything for it. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they're probably just yeah, grabbing the stream, right? Like, yeah, yeah. They wouldn't yeah. supply any commentators of that. No. Either, so. Yeah, but the, in fairness to Fox Sports, I think um, when the ladies' games are on, I was going to have to show the... Uh, replays of the Daytona 500, so that's, that's <laughs> yeah, what it does. Yeah. I think they've got like the... Uh, Darts World Cup. <laughs> they've got the Le Mans 24 yeah. highlights they've got to play since 1984. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a, they've got a packed schedule, Fox Sports, you know. They've got, to, they've got to fit in all the different sports they cater for, and nothing gets in the way, like live sport. I mean, that's just the bane of their existence. What they want yeah. is more replays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, Australia, Australia are over there, and they're looking for four World Cup wins in a row, World T20 wins in a row, sorry. Hmm. Mm. Yep, yep. But it's disappointing. Yep, that, um, yeah, it is dominant. That, yeah, um, none of those matches, the women's matches, will be on free-to-air TV. Channel 9 haven't um, picked <clears> them up. So yeah. I'd suggest they... that um, there, could, there should be a change to Australia's anti-siphoning laws so that any... Uh, semi-finals and finals and any uh, group stage game featuring Australia, which is the rule for the men, should also be for the women. Yes, I agree. So, because during the week we saw the Matildas women's soccer team, Olympic women's soccer team, all their matches were on free-to-air. Yeah. So, I think cricket could follow that lead and get the... the, This should be on free-to-air TV. Yeah. It's just, it's interesting because, like, from what we've seen this summer, it looks like women's cricket's definitely a sport, like, on the rise. Yeah. And yeah. it's weird that, um, that these TV networks, even if it was SBS or the ABC yeah. or yeah. anyone, just don't seem to be no. gravitating to it. Yeah. yeah. Like, the only reason they even seem to gravitate towards the BBO was just because it seemed to be included in the package of the men's mm. BBO. Yeah. Yeah. But um, which isn't a bad thing because it gives the girls exposure and it means yeah. that the product's out there. But you would have thought the popularity of that would have led to these situations like this, or oh, like yeah. you know future situations down the track where they're like the games in New Zealand where they played the Rose Bowl and where they go play the Ashes next and all these type of things would be broadcast in yeah. some form. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, like a lot of good work's done. It's just been wasted, I think. Yeah. Like, just yeah. keep riding the wave yeah. of interest in it, and it's a World Cup, so... Yeah. And the, the key no. is getting it on free-to-air TV. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good that Fox Sports have picked it up. They're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. But they've got to get some games onto free-to-air. Yeah. 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 See, so part of the problem, too, is like if, if you stay behind the paywall, yeah. the pay TV wall, yeah. Mm. Is it's going to come to a point where the WBBL, which will be every year on free wear, is just going to look like it's a bit of a um, 
not show, like yeah. novelty type thing. Yeah. Like it's yeah. like, and it's not like you know, it's just oh yeah, they just do this. It's just like you know, and it's not truly what it is. Yeah, and it's not yeah. what women's cricket is. Yep. So that's probably the one thing that makes it a little bit disappointing. Yep. And the it was good this year they had the T20s against India on free to air TV. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And so then there was a bit of a follow through, but then the, yeah, you're right. There's been subsequent games that haven't been televised at all. Yep. Yeah. All right, so that's a wrap of what's happening in women's cricket. More TV coverage is what's needed if it's yeah. to continue growing. I think that's... Uh, I have one idea. extra thing to add on the mm-hmm. women's cricket yep. side of things and yep. the women's World T20 or the WWTT, as I like to call it. <laughs> yes, please. Um, so two female umpires are debuting um, to umpire actual women's T20 games in the World T20 for women. That's good. Claire yeah, Polosak, who's an Australian... A uh, female umpire who's never played a game of cricket before, but grew up in a country town where there wasn't a chance for her to play cricket as yeah. a junior. So she used to go down and just fill in umpiring for, you know, yeah, cool. a whole bunch of kids playing cricket. She'd go, yeah, I'll umpire for you. And she's done that her whole life um, up until now. And she's a teacher in country Australia. She's okay. 27 years old and will be the youngest umpire in the competition then, Edmund. And Kathy Cross, the New Zealander, 30 years Polo Sack senior. So in the article I read, they named the 27-year-old's age because it wasn't too old, and they said probably won't name Kathy Cross's age. So mm, yeah. somewhere around about 30 years older than uh, Claire Polo Sack. And Kathy Cross has played cricket before um, in the New Zealand ranks. Um, uh, yeah, so it's really great. I think that these women are climbing up through the ranks. And uh, from what the article, the article I read, that all credit has to go to the ICC umpiring. Uh, departments and panels yeah. for pushing these um, good umpires through the system and giving them exposure and chances to umpire grade cricket to start with and then move up the ranks and yeah, yeah that yeah. sort of thing. So that's a really good tick for the mm. Women's World yeah. T20 or the WWTT. <laughs> Thank stuff. you, Alex. Yeah. Yes, no one, worries. One other piece of news in women's cricket and some bad news for the Southern Stars. Grace Harris, all-rounder for the national team, uh, did not fly to India because she has deep vein thrombosis, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's no good. No. So she's been replaced by uncapped um, all-rounder Nicola Carey. So, yes, hopefully she That's gets no better good. soon. And, um, yes. Australia's it's a scourge of Australian Cricket Australia, deep yes. vein thrombosis. First yeah. Yeah. And the target Steve Moore started it, yeah. 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 So oh, maybe, yeah. Great, maybe when Grace Harris comes back, she'll play a back and cover drive and slog sweep all yeah. the time. <laughs> Put away the hook shot. Yeah. 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 All right, uh, it's over now to David for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yep, so we've changed this little format around. Um, so, obviously, as I said, we're the number one podcast in the world. So, yeah. what happens is people stop me in the street all the time yeah. to want to talk about it. Yeah. And the, the theme I'm getting is I'm a bit too negative when it comes to telling people to piss off. Yeah. Right? So, I've decided to add one positive and then. Too negative. Good <laughs> 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 <So, laughs> compromise. That's, that's, that's <laughs> a negative prick, but adding a little yeah. bit of good to it. So we'll start with the good. And the first good I had was uh, Mel Jones's commentary during the World T20, um, I guess you'd call it associate uh-huh. round. Um, she's just really good at commentary. Yeah. She doesn't talk any shit. She yeah. just throw up, that's what happened. Yeah. This is why it happened. And then we just move on, basically. Yeah. There's no, she's not trying to sell anything. She's not trying to make herself bigger than the game. Is she using the word wowee or ha? Oh, I haven't heard that okay. from her yet. Oh, okay. uh, maybe Good. she hasn't gone to that journalism class yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
The second good I had was that bloke from South Africa taking that catch. I don't know his name, but it was an amazing catch. Oh, oh yeah, uh, the under-19s, the bowler. Um, is it Rabadaya or something mm. like that? Rabadub Tub. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> he was the um, under-19s captain last year, and he's, like, he's only like 20. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Rabada, I think catch. it is. Rabada. Yeah. Rabada in. Yeah. Um, we touched on it before. Travis Head's 100. I had that in my good. Um, the fielding of the minnows slash associate nations yeah. in the World T20 so far. Hashtag oh, yeah. oh, that pluck for that bloke from my mum was insane. Just a really, really yeah. good standard of cricket. And yeah. a lot of the commentary was around, right, you might not be able to bat or bowl like some of the stronger teams. Yeah. But one thing you can control is how you feel. Yeah. And it looks like these associate nations have taken that on board. Yeah. And yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, the last good I had was uh, Gin wearing the podcast t-shirt to the pub last night. Yeah. Um, Maybe we've got ourselves one more fan. Yeah. If he can find a spot to get on the wagon, good luck to him. Because <laughs> um, at the moment, it's quite full. Yeah. It's fuller than Golden State Warriors, Ben. Yeah. Uh, shout out to our new sponsors, Carwood Sellers. Yes. Which is where we were last night. Mm, the bartender yes. very great service down there. Good beers. Good ambiance as well. <laughs> get down there. Flock to it, guys. They support local podcasts. All right. We're on the bed, getting hijacking my segment. <laughs> <laughs> I would have saved that for the, the ugly. Yeah. 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 Um, the music played between balls in the world T20. Oh, it's oh, Bollywood esque rubbish. Oh, really? It's some of the worst tunes what, I've what ever heard. What would you heard. propose? Uh, none. Oh, okay. Absolutely none. Okay. You know, Eminem. The cricket itself was the spectacle. No, maybe Nickel Stan. No, no, maybe Nickel Stan. Warner would like that. Another bed. Peter Siddle promoting his tofu and tempeh Thai green curry on Twitter slash Instagram. Oh, wow. It's bad enough when people do it with shit I actually want to eat. Our <laughs> <laughs> mate's out there giving me some bloody vegan dish. No thanks, Peter. So you're in <laughs> How does he think of it? With bananas? Uh, or... really... oh, does he eat bananas? <laughs> hey, Ross, did you know he has a wood chopper? What? Yeah, before, Who? Yeah. Before he plays, <laughs> so strong when he came into cricket. And Brent Hawk used to be a postie. I don't, know. Oh. I don't know if you guys heard that. Did Ooh. Nathan Lyon used to be a groundsman? No, oh, I hadn't no. heard that one. No. I definitely could, I could categorically say no, he didn't. He <laughs> used to be. Another bad. Craig McDermott retiring as the bowler. I know. Oh, that's bad. That's going to be another India of Australian mm. cricket. Although, yeah. it could become a good if they do the right thing and get Ryan Harris in. Yes. 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 So he's the one who needs to be next in line. Yes. Despite the fact he has no coaching credentials. Don't but care. Don't care. Get him in. He, he seems to be true grit. Sorry, you <laughs> He seems to have the one thing that you need and the, the, the playing group respects him. Yeah. So, yeah. no matter all the other certificate two mm. in coaching, whatever, rah, 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 bulldust that you have to get these days, the reality of it is, is that the playing group respect him or listen to him mm. and that's what gets the message across. You can chuck him in a course for two days and get the other crap sorted out. Yeah. yeah. And the ugly, I know you saw this, Mick, the Zimbabwe run out of Henry Masakadza. Oh. Oh, mate. Yep. Doing it easy. Yep. Just... Goes in to plonk his foot over the line, just strolls in, yeah. doesn't grab his bat. Yeah. As he's stepping over the line, the ball hits the stumps, bails off. He's about an inch off the ground. Oh. See you later, pal. You're out of here. Oh. One of the most shonkiest <laughs> bits of running. Worst bit of cricket I think I've ever seen. Inzy style. Oh, it was oh. It does raise the old debate, doesn't it, whether you just need to break... The crease or whether you should be grounded. Yeah. Had he been grounded at any stage no. behind the crease? No, okay, no, 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 no
but if you kick a goal, not has to be different in footy. As long as it breaks the line, like it's a goal. Like it doesn't have to like ground it. it doesn't yeah, have to be grounded yeah. behind the goals. Like it's just like if you break the crease. Like if you break it, you should. Yeah. I, I think you should be in first. Like, mm. yeah. No, what's it in cricket if you hit the ball over the boundary and a guy leans over and catches it? Yeah, that's, that's true. That's not. That's out. Oh, then you could just run down the pitch and just Superman over the line, <laughs> like you're in a hundred meter sprint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine how entertaining. T20 will be there. Imagine one like, finger over yeah. the plane off the line. That the only one's going to work out. Oh, shit, is that like, like blowing his tongue out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that run out was uh, the and best was and worst piece of cricket I've seen. That was best because it was hilarious. And, I'm and also good. good by the fielder to sort of just have a crack yeah. at the stuff. Have a ping. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. good by old, um, old mate. Can't leave. Yeah, I'll have a look at this. Because they kind of went, yeah, and he kind of went, yeah, all right, let's have a look at this. Yeah. So, because as a bloke, he cops his fair share of stick. Hold on, Because he's yeah. a horrible umpire. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but the fact that he actually referred that was pretty good effort by him. You know what you haven't got in your... Get it fall under bad or ugly. Hey, you get in trouble if you take over his... No, 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 because he's up. missed it. I want Because he's got, he's got an exciting segment, so I'll take oh, segment tips okay, on him. here we go. The... Dances in the crowd around the emoji mask. Oh, oh <laughs> the worst crap I've ever seen. There's like 40 um, spectators in the crowd with all these like different like emoji masks so, like, on, like doing like doing um, you know Bollywood dance moves and that with these five cent cardboard emoji <laughs> masks on. It's horrible. <laughs> just horrible. So they weren't paid there. They just get given... No, no, I think, I think they're all in matching t-shirts and that's some kind of promotional thing. Uh, okay. So I don't... What it could be, because as we know, um, in the past, Pepsi's a huge sponsor of Indian cricket yeah. and there's a whole thing Pepsi running at the moment on their um, uh, with emojis. on their bottles about emojis uh, and that. Okay. So it could be a tie into that. It could be a sponsorship thing. But it's just... Just so it's a bit of corporate claptrap, yeah, but it's just yeah, it's just garbage. Yeah. Oh, well, you know what I'm like with piss weak dancers in the crowd, yeah. mate. Yeah. Oh, so you're, you're the you're the dance floor clearer. Are you? Oh, yeah. No, I'm pretty good at dancing. That's why, that's why I don't like piss weak dancers. People who don't care when they're dancing, you get paid to do weird yeah. break dancing crap at the BBL. Put some effort in. Smile. Anyway, so that's my new segment, Ross. Yep. yep, the ugly I thought was the um, the next game Zimbabwe played where the two batsmen crashed into each other trying oh, to get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Someone run someone out? I hope they did. Yeah, yeah, they run out, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Zimbabwe issues running between style. wickets. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. And um, no man cads yet in the World T20. That's ugly. Yeah, yeah. more man cads. Yeah. Uh, we're starting to call it the non striking batsman run advantage denial on this podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> good. The mad cad is just too. Too yeah. high level, too simple. Uh, and also, to all of our listeners, we're bringing mm. out a new range of t-shirts um, as a choose lifestyle with more man cad written on it. So <laughs> contact us on Facebook if you want t-shirts. I'm guessing they'll be around 40 to 50 bucks a pop. Um, Ideal so for Easter presents? Yeah. 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 Ideal Easter presents. I guess like it's like uh, Father's Day coming out soon or something. Yeah. Like no, Mother's Day is May, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well... Every mum, mum loves a good cricket t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we can get like mum loves man cat t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mum picture of heart man cat. On a coffee mug. Mum loves man cat. Who loves man cat? Your mum does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's my new segment. Ross, how'd that go for you? Oh, that was excellent. Yeah, much oh, better than that groundskeeping segment we heard. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. <laughs> uh, stop joking around, you guys. Yeah. 
<laughs> I know you love it. <laughs> it's on now to national team talk, and the T20s versus South Africa wrapped up. Australia won. Yeah. Two yeah. I'd have to say one of the best things they've done is put Dave Warner at four. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Now it's going to change. Liam came out during the week said, uh, "Fair chance Warner will be opening oh, in the World T20." So I reckon he's he's our best T20 batsman. Mm. But hiding. No, no, but four's fine. Yeah. Because all of a sudden now you go, oh, we've got strong openers, Kawaja and Watson. Then we've yeah. got Steve Smith. Then we've got Warner. It just feels like, yeah, gee, yeah. we're strong. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you've got Maxwell at five. Yeah, Maxwell at five. Yeah. And you just go, hang on, we've got a top five that there's no weak link anymore. Yeah. Whereas if you put Watson down at four or something, you go, oh, I don't know. It's just, it just yeah. seems to work. Doesn't run hard enough between the wickets to be number four. Doesn't. Yeah. It's not. not but you see, he wants the ball yeah. coming on. And you yeah. Can, yeah. You know, not guaranteed, but when you open, you get at least one end yeah. is going to be the ball coming yeah. on. Yeah. And yeah. Watson's not a placer. He's just a no. bouncer. Yeah. yeah. Where Warner can belt the ball into gaps, yeah. whereas yeah. Watson just does the same thing at the end. But the reality, too, is Warner doesn't mean coming up. Warner's batted four or five yeah. in his yeah. IPL. Yes, he has. Like, he's made. Shirt loads of runs there. Yeah, so it's yeah. not like it's something truly like out of the ordinary. It's just being plucked yeah. out of the air and go, let's yeah. do this. Like that, he has got experience doing it. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. And I think it just, if you, you shuffle it around and put someone else at four, you just go, well, oh, that's not our strongest possible lineup because you just think, mm-hmm. oh, they're a bit out of place at four. But yeah, Warner, yeah. Warner at four, I know it seems funny to think he's probably, you know, one of our best T20 batsmen, if not the best. And you sort of push him down to four. And it's a waste, like, you know, we always say that about A.B. de Villiers. Why isn't he batting mm. higher? But it just seems yeah. to work. Mm. It's about team balance. Mm. Yeah, oh, definitely. Exactly. So we've got the World T20 coming up. I know there's a few uh, people tipping I've seen on Twitter that Australia won't win a game, so that's good. <laughs> that is likely to happen. Yeah, well, that's what happened the last one, wasn't it? We didn't win a game? Yep. I can't remember. It's in Bangladesh. Who's in our, who's, who's in our group? Oh, New Zealand. Oh, a group of death. Yep. Group India, of death. Pakistan. And oh shit! That is a group of death. Yeah, yeah, and mm. one of the uh, teams that's got to qualify. So maybe so I'm. Yeah. yeah. Two so might be groups of five. Yeah, they're groups of five. Yep, yep. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. So it takes forever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They turned the World T20 from a two two and a half week tournament. Uh, yeah, like it went. It used to go the length of the Olympics. Now it goes for four weeks. Yeah. What they did with the 2007 World Cup in the winter. Oh, that's that it. Yeah, well, cricket loves long oh, World I know. Cups. Tough. I just love it. Sitting on a beach in the Caribbean, yeah. drinking cocktails out of Especially a Especially if you get knocked out in the group stage, yeah. Yeah. England style. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to go to Bondi. Happy days. <laughs> but it is a funny one. The the World T20 in 2009 and 2007, the first two went for two weeks. Yeah, well, just, yeah. just to tick over two weeks. They started That's on like a Thursday and finished on a Sunday two weeks later. Yeah. <clears throat> now, this one started on Monday or something. It doesn't finish till the 3rd of April. It goes for about four <laughs> weeks. Yeah. Just because they're doing all their um, Minnow Nation second mm. qualifying round. Yeah, after they've already but qualified. It, it is good done. that mm. the, the extra week with the Minnows is good because it does give them exposure because all those games are on yeah, Calico. Yeah, so it does yeah. give them exposure to... Um, the broader cricketing community. Yeah. But what I don't get, and I think it was discussed before, we were discussing in pre-production show, yeah. was that mm. with, a, show. With, a soccer, um, yeah. with a soccer World Cup, if a minnow qualifies, they just go in a group and they play people. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. they play the like, nations twice. Yeah, like yeah. that's exactly right. These, these nations are essentially qualifying twice to go in this tournament. 
Yeah, yeah that's right. It's a bit it's a bit insulting, isn't it? Like they've played yeah. a qualifying tournament to work out these eight teams that are there now, and then they've yeah. got to play. They're calling it not a qualifying round, but round one. But they're still not in. They're still going to make it through one group stage where the test nations don't have to bother turning it on. Yeah. Well, there is a test playing nation. In yeah, the sorry, I was wrong. There's two. Yeah, well, they've taken the top eight. Yeah. Sorry, and put them in. Yeah, but and there's 16 teams playing overall. We could just have four groups of four. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. And then the Minnows can play against the test playing nations, the bigger nations. And it'll give, it'll give, that's it'll right. Give, yeah. It'll give Dave Warner or Shane Watson or someone a chance to make a double time. That's right. Yeah, that's it'll right. give us a chance to win the game. That's yeah. it. Basically, <laughs> that's the same. It'll give the odds a chance to win. Yeah. So we can win something. Exactly. That's basically what we're saying. Yep. And you could certainly have the pre-qualifying tournament for the... Uh, associate nations, you know, just rule off after the top 10 or top 12 and then the yep. others qualify. Yeah. 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 But um, hasn't the um, tournament drawn some big crowds? Oh, so far. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. I saw one bloke there the other day. Yeah. There's three blokes watching and Mahan loved it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was something wrong with that. You couldn't buy the tickets to the ground at the ground. You had to buy the tickets at the old ground they used to play at. And oh. they didn't tell anyone or something. I remember seeing a shot of the stand. <laughs> But I've never seen a shot of the stand. There's like the the dancer section where they were obviously paid individuals who were yeah. working. Chocolate block. And then like that was packed. Like, there's emoji masks and people everywhere. <laughs> like the next bay over, there's like two blokes halfway down. Yeah. Two blokes about four rows behind them, and that was it in yeah. that bay. And it's just you the next bay was empty. Yeah. Then the Indians will pack out those stands. Oh I yeah. Know. I just heard that there's ticketing fiascos everywhere. Like every yeah. province, I think they're called provinces in India. Um, deals their, with their own ticketing. Yeah, right. Uh, so there isn't a central, you go to the BCCI or the ICC and buy your tickets. You have to go to the province to buy it. And it's really hard because it's Indian well, bureaucracy and stuff. Yeah. And you go to the ground, there's a sign there that says, no, you've got to go two blocks down to the left huh. to the milk bar. Yeah. And he'll give you a map that takes you to the secret cave yeah. where you can buy it. It's not Old a fashioned uh, Met card style yeah. stuff. Just go to a 7 Eleven. Why? It's not a major ICC event without some ticketing issues. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're fixed up, but it didn't go for long enough. So they're fixed that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> they're 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 the yeah. Yeah. There certainly has been some fiascos with the tickets, though, because they weren't... Usually the tickets to these events are released 12, 6 months in advance. Yeah. And yeah. they weren't... Uh, the venues in that weren't even decided till about 2 or 3 months ago. And then the tickets, particularly um, for overseas visitors... It was they're released very close to the start date. I mean, if you if you want to go, you get organised at you know months and months mm. in advance, not yeah, right. six yeah. weeks before the event. Yeah. Well, I've hit the uh, Pakistani India games. The grand is it hasn't even been decided yet. No, they're still umming and ahhing about yeah. where it's going to be. They're still umming and ahhing over who's going to hold the machine guns on the boundary. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but the, the tough thing with the ticketing will be imagine how hard that's going to be on Murph Hughes trying to organise all oh, these tours oh, and that yeah. goes on. That um, story, Alex, you were talking about buying tickets to events and you can't buy them at the stadium. Yeah. I'm not sure. That's that's not restricted to India because here's a um, wanky story from me. I went to a soccer game in Rome once and to buy a yep. ticket, you had to go to the club shop, which was about three blocks from the stadium, and then you yeah. could go to the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? It's weird. Yeah. I don't get it. I'm not sure why you couldn't. They couldn't. The club shop couldn't be at the stadium. But anyway, mm. yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, that is odd. Yeah. It's weird. Oh, good. 
good stuff. Yeah, that was a cricket podcast. Fantastic. Well, talking also about the Soccer World Cup, (laughs) notice how that they have crowds at every game at that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's double headers at the cricket. World Cup or the World T20 and still no crowds. It's really poor. Yeah, it is. Mm. Just associate nations. Uh, the Indians don't really give a shit about. Yeah, that's true. I like, can't say like like when, like you look at when we had, when we had the World Cup here. There was still we would have piss weak crowds to Afghanistan versus Scotland as well. Yeah. True. But true. but the thing it is the the weird the thing it is and I like and this might not be fair because it's a little bit of a stereotype. There's the old theory that you know. Indians is cricketing nation. As long as there's a cricket bat and a ball involved, they'll all like come out of the yeah. woodwork for it. But the reality is, it's not true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless it involves India or maybe another big yeah. nation like maybe a England or a South Africa or an Australia, yeah. they're not. They they don't. Yeah. It's like saying, oh, I love footy, yeah, but I'm not going to go watch Melbourne play GWS at Etihad yeah. on a Sunday twilight game just because I love footy. Yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah, I think that's true. the problem where like we get a little bit rose-colored glasses with this type of stuff yep like omar could have played scotland in my backyard i'm not even sure i would open the fucking blind (laughs) (laughs) so like it's pretty hard so it's pretty pretty hard but it's pretty hard to be a bit it's pretty hard to judge these people who are in some cases in low yeah oh true that's another areas yeah and they're probably being charged Yes. Five weeks pay yeah. to go yeah. watch Omar yeah. play Scotland. Yeah, yeah. You're not the, it's another yeah. very good point. I mean, I don't know what the ticket yeah. prices are, but India mm. population has a huge, uh, you know, um, number of really, really poor people who probably can't yeah. afford to take time off work to go to a cricket match, mm. yeah. let alone the ticket prices. Mm. Yes, but it is a bit of a myth. I know they have a huge population, but um, it's a bit like. Um, those games in the UAE, I mean, they put them on at times when the people who live there can't go. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then again, it's probably all for TV, so that's why. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's true. Give a crap, yeah. 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 No one rocked up to any of that. Yeah, that's right. They've made all their money through um, yeah. through TV. It's good to see that um, Foxtel and Channel 9 finally came to an agreement with the um, yes. ICC Star Sports, or 10 Sports, or something it was. Yeah. The, yeah. the ICC on sold the rights to, so we will get to see all the games on Fox Sports and then the Australian games plus the semi-finals and finals should Australia make it um, also on Channel 9 was that on was that on last night Mick? Oh. <laughs> so I was watching the footy show and there's an add-on and it, and, all, and it just like it's shining like you know all these bright colours and what I belt and sixes and rah rah and me being me saw it it was, it was Friday I'm like oh yeah no worries I'll see it on it's not there so I go back and I was watching something else. I, I was watching. I was. I was watching something I'd recorded, and the ad comes up, and the ad says Friday week. It doesn't say like Next Friday the eighteenth um, of March or something like that. It says it says Friday like in big letters and like week. It's like come on, man. I've, I've got enough disappointment in my life. I don't need to turn on Channel 9 at 7.30 on Friday until like Midsummer's Murder when I think I'm going to be watching Dave Warner and Shane Watson smash the sixes. I'm hearing you, brother. Like, but thankfully for me, um, what did happen when I was flicking around trying to find this was is that I did miss the Sydney Carlton NAB Cup game. So there is a positive to come out of it because I didn't have to watch that. So that was all right. Patrick Cooper's but um, yeah. So, but that's just like they made this big song and dance about it, but just the wording of the ad was yeah, leading me on. Leading me on. Yes. 
Yeah. He's lost it, Ross. Yeah, yeah no, fair enough. It's those small Cans things. Cans on the ground. Yeah. Lee Matthews style. Semantics. Yeah. It's the small things that matter. That's it. Yes. <laughs> Move on now to Forgotten Cricketers. Mm. Oh. And we've I got a like this bit of an international flavour this okay. week. With um, We looked at Ryan Campbell. He's playing for Hong Kong. Yes. And there's an, a blast from the past. Rolf van der Merwe. Never heard of him. No, you he might really. He's a player, isn't he? <laughs> he played for East Ivanhoe, didn't he? <laughs> He's a left arm spinner for South Africa. He played a few games there. Played a lot of IPL. Tries to slog okay. it. Tries to, like, swings himself off his feet trying to hit the ball. Okay. Yep. And um, he's best known in, um, in Australia for coming out and playing for the Brisbane Heat in about oh, BBL 1 or 2. Mm-hmm. And um, he was driving to training on New Year's Day and got done for drink driving. <laughs> and was then sacked by Brisbane Heat. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Driving to training. Yeah. So so he um so him and Luke Pomish Bash are good mates. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah, so uh, he popped up playing for the Netherlands. Oh, right. as you do. Yeah, being well, South African. Last name for it. Yeah, yeah being Tommy Cooper. Africa. Yes, that's right. Tom Cooper and his brother Ben Cooper, who no one's ever heard of. Mm. Yeah. So there's a bit of a surprise there. Oh, good. Yes, uh, so good to see that, um, you know, if you're no good for playing for a real country, you can just go play for an associate nation. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Dirk store. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so same with Tom Cooper. But that's it, very brief, yeah. forgotten cricket. Very brief. No, I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. No history about him. I like well, 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 yeah, he's a left arm. School cricket he played. Oh, like I'm, not, I'm not sure that's relevant. But anyway. <laughs> I know you always, when you first meet someone, you say to them, what school did you go to? But, you know, the rest uh, of us. It's not re- well, I say you've met him. Is that how you got the information off your Ross? Yeah. Ross was in the car. So what I'm, what I'm hiding behind is I do research. Some other people don't <laughs> do research. He calls it research. It's copy and paste from Wikipedia. Well, how do you bloody research He, he literally this? just said before, if you want to know anything else, go to Wikipedia. <laughs> really? Like I did. Yeah, I would expect well, you have to go to the link. You know the link down the bottom where it says references here, so it's a bit harder than just going to Wikipedia. Well, I would have thought to do real research, you would have rang Newland's cricket ground and spoke yeah, to someone. That's research. Yeah, spoke that's to Ronnie Crease and said, yeah. hey, young, right. what brand of paint do you use when you painted the crease? Julius. Julius. Has he he expired, old Ronnie Crease? I would dare say yes. Expired. Get get out the Ouija board and just go. (laughs) (laughs) That that would make a good podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I haven't... um... Oh, Don't boy. any research, correct? No, I did my research. <laughs> I saw the scorecard and I saw R. Vandermeer. I thought, oh, is that that tubby South African bloke who got done for drink driving on New Year's Day when he played for Brisbane Heat? And I clicked on it and it was. Happy yeah. <laughs> days. Yeah. Uh, some of the other teams have some interesting names. Boyd Rankin has um, switched back from England to Ireland. Yes. yes. Mm. Maybe Owen Morgan should have done that as well. Mm, perhaps, yes. Anyway, yeah, what's he doing these days, Alan? He's, he's captain of England. England? Yeah, captain oh, of England. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't, has he done anything recently? No. He's been yeah. terrible. He yeah. made three ducks last time he was out here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was good. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that's our wrap of international cricket and forgotten cricketers. We nice. move now to Tip Madsley update. Have we got an update, have we? Yeah, yeah we got... do. I think the numbers are in front of you, Ross. Yes. So I, I decided during the week, I thought, season's done. 
You know, it's finals time. I don't think Tip Mads is going to be playing finals. Let's check his stats for the year down at the Torquay Talks. What's he given the club? Right. And right. Ross, can you read them out, mate? Yes, I've got them here. He played across the whole season, so starting from October 2015 through to end of <laughs> February 2016, a good yep. span of five months, four games. Yep. <laughs> He's a real, just like, talky diehard, isn't he? Yep. Puts in everything for that club. He, he played four games, but he came and ate the sandwiches and the tea break 12 times. Yeah, he <laughs> did the smoker when he wasn't yeah, playing. That, that old chest hates him. Yeah. Uh, he took five wickets for the season. Yep. Including one Pfeiffer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that exactly how I wrote it on the rundown? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's very good. He had a bowling average of 19. That's yeah. not bad. That's yeah. not bad. But his other average for pots consumed per trip to the cricket club was at 7. So, yeah. yeah. That's not bad. That I would have right. expected more. I think he's had a bad year. Mm. Oh, I wonder how he's going to the 100 pot club. Yeah. Oh, done. Still, still, still on his century. The search for the century? Well, he's still got finals. You know, he can, uh, of course he has. The yeah. club's gone under. Oh, right. Yes. Getting a dollar off his pots or <laughs> The quest for the century continues. Yeah. <laughs> he had three innings with the bat, mm-hmm. two not outs, yep. a highest score of 21, yep. not out, yep. mm-hmm. and a batting average of 38. Smashing. Lusty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So an impressive. Impressive effort. All round. Oh, yeah. All round. Yeah. Tagged out. Well, yeah. I was hoping when I looked Proper up this batting all round of us down. Yeah. I was hoping Fadden would have a shit year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tim Badzi would have a shit year. But he had an all right year. It's not exactly like... set the world alight. No, but the averaging 38. Two not outs. Yeah. But um... hasn't, even, hasn't even made 38 and he's still got an average of 38. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> he's, um, but his batting average is in front of his bowling average, so he's an all rounder. Yeah. 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 Our Flintoff style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. His were very much closer, though, I think. Yeah. Mm, I think yeah. he drinks more piss than Flintoff <laughs> as well. Yeah. yeah. Except yeah. when he's on the water. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good times. Good update. Yeah, yeah no worries. Uh, before we close, do we have any final messages? Thanks to Ansett Australia for uh, <laughs> flying us here in luxury to the uh, salubrious uh, Big Lug Studios in uh, Fundura. Yep. Yep. Well, that's it then. Thanks for listening. This has been another Mid-Off Cricket Podcast, another Big Lug production, brought to you by our host of sponsors, the Gold Medal Soft Drink Company, Dick Smith, Masters, Pizza Haven, Ollie's Trolley, <laughs> Barnacle Bills, Bilo, where you pay, where you shop better, Franklin Supermarket, and Tucker Bag. <laughs> We're on all major social media and podcast platforms. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter at Midoff Cricket. We're on Tumblr, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> Are we on Tinder yet? <laughs> no. We're trying to work out how to get on Instagram. That's tricky. It um, is. And we're also on the on, inside the Crock and Bush website. Our next podcast will be in a fortnight at Easter, the cricket um, finals day of the year. So mm, yes, we'll see, down chocolate eggs. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. We might even put it together on Good Friday, as long as we donate some of our time to the Royal Children's Hospital people at the same time. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm in the. Uh, I'm going to do a thousand push-ups, and people can donate if I make it <laughs> <laughs> during the podcast. No, are those linguini arms. No, I probably should have just said I'll do one push-up. <laughs> uh, until next time, it's bye for now. Thanks for listening.
Byros. 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 Byros.